everybody. It has been a very long break, but we are back. And I bet you're wondering who the fuck you're talking to was that one podcast. Except we're switching it up a little bit. We have a very, very special guest. Uh, he's my friend, uh, the IT god of cake, uh, the <laughs> one, the only, Mark. Welcome, Mark. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Hello, everyone. So, uh, it is going to be very confusing if you aren't familiar with me, because you got Mark and Marvin, you got the Eminem special, but uh, I think Edson said, uh, uh, we'll melt in your mouth, not in your hands uh, joke, but I told him uh, I can make no promises on that front. Uh, I don't know, I think the weather's right for that, but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I give mean, it our best there's shot. Certain, there's certain conditions, there's humidity at play, I mean, who is he to tell us? Uh, where we're gonna melt. Um, it just uh, he took our agency away, as it were. Look, the important the important thing is that if you're calling our names, just st- just say Mar, you know, and then trail off at the end, <laughs> and that'll just that'll just make us both like super confused. We'll just have poke our heads up like meerkats. We'll be like, what, what, what? Uh, I, I come from a household of of, of children with M's names. I, there was me, my brother Michael, and my cousin Marcus. Oh, and now my niece, her name is Malaya. Uh, it, everybody just we're like fucking uh, uh, meerkats. When someone says an M letter, everybody just pops up and looks over like, "You talking to me? Is that for me?" Uh, and so when uh when when one of us would get in trouble, my mom would just yell all the names, and everybody <laughs> just everybody just stops, and then she just points at the one she wants. And sometimes she meant the whole gang, but you know, you just get used to it, but. Hey, you know, it's it's like any family, and it makes it a little bit easier if you got all all uh, uh, names with one letter. Because, you know, in my family, it was always you know that thing where the parents would like be trying to yell at one kid, and their brain wouldn't really like figure mm-hmm. out who they were talking about. So mm-hmm. they'd like yell my sister's name, and that she, you know, my mom would yell my sister's name. She'd meet me, and so on and so forth. Sometimes I like that she'd yell for my name, but she'd say the dog's name. So yeah. Oh yeah, that makes for a difficult situation. Then she, <laughs> and then she gets even more mad because you made her yell the wrong name. Oh yeah, I can understand that. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, pa- parents are hard to understand, you know, this is true. Uh, one would say they don't understand, but you know, <laughs> uh, that's argument, argument. Uh, so, uh, before we get started, I want to get the pleasant trees out of the way. Uh, we haven't been updating any platforms for a while, so I'm going to, I'm going to shell them out. Uh, you got the Instagram and Twitter at that one pod. Uh, you got the email pod that at gmail.com you got the pippa page which has almost everything listed on it, including the discord which you should join because i'm actually going to start using it a little bit more uh which is shows.pippa.io slash that the number one podcast all one word and if you don't know that by now you're an asshole so uh mark uh, go ahead and uh, I know you got a little Twitch thing going on. Let the, let the people know where they can find you at as well. Yeah, so um, don't have much of a social media presence, or at least not one I want to share. So, uh, <laughs> but but I do uh, I do play games. Um, not not on a super regular schedule, but uh, I like to play them. I am a I am a a dad who probably has no business playing games, but I do so anyway because you know that's what I do. And I have a Twitch channel. It is at Tycoonatic, T-Y-C-O-O-N-A-T-I-C. And you can get to that with, I think it's just twitch.tv slash Tycoonatic. Um, and really, that's all I got to share right now. I have to figure out what else is out there for, that's for me cool. to well, I'll give you time give to the public. 
I'll give you time towards the end of the episode if there's some more information you want to give. But also, too, just for anybody who's like, how do I type that? Uh, I will have links in the show uh, notes for anyone who is interested, just to make life a little bit easier. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff we can cover, but because uh, we've been gone for a while. But I'm going to try to make this simple on not only you, but me as well. And we're going to try to talk on the most recent topics that actually matter to us. So... Uh, the very first thing we're going to talk about um, is basically sort of we got a we got a double story. That's right. If we're going to start out after a long break, we're going with a twofer, uh, and that's uh, talking about CBS All Access Pass. Uh, so first thing first, we've sort of talked about this before. For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, and this is where a lot of uh, TV content providers are going, which is rather than using a platform like Netflix or Hulu or whatever to shell their uh, uh, wares on us, um, they are choosing to basically focus on their own platform. Uh, fuck, even Disney, which I say even Disney as if like, oh, little old Disney's doing it, but Disney is pretty much going to try to rule the internet with their own shit. But regardless, uh, CBS All Access Pass is something similar. The problem with CBS All Access Pass when it first came out, there wasn't any reason to get it. Yeah, you got to watch all the other uh, CBS shows that were actively out, and I think they had a back catalog. But, I mean, who really wants to go see the first season of NCIS? You could just turn a Spike TV and it'll come on eventually, you know what I mean? But uh, but nonetheless, they had one show which has been a darling of the show, which is Star Trek Discovery. Um, and it Star Trek Discovery is a very, very, very entertaining show. It's a nice modern take on Star Trek while still having the feel of old Star Trek. Uh, and, and I think we were talking earlier, Mark, you said you haven't seen the new Star Trek Discovery yet, correct? Not yet, and it's primarily because of what we were talking about. Now, so, with the uh, with like the CBS All Access and all that kind of stuff. Now, first thing I'll say is that I am not looking forward to TV in like five years when basically I have to keep track of, you know, 50 different streaming services that I have to pay uh-huh. for from every different provider. Yep. But um, the thing with Star Trek is now... I like Star Trek. I, I watched a lo- I watched a lot of Next Generation. I watched a lot of uh, of um, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Uh, didn't really catch Enterprise. I've been told that it wasn't a great loss, even though Scott Bakula is the man. I but agree. Uh, <laughs> but um, with this one, I mean, really, the main reason was like this is on a, its own separate kind of kind of thing that I have to subscribe to separately. And I'm not going to subscribe to something if there's only one thing that I'm aware of and if I don't have like a significant interest in it. Um, but based on some of the news that's been coming out lately, I might actually be uh, a lot more interested in um, in uh, subscribing to it or figuring out how to subscribe to it just because, uh, you know, and, and this will give me an opportunity to basically finally catch up and watch Star Trek Discovery, and more importantly, for my wife to watch it because she's a huge Star Trek fan, even bigger than I am. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and 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 it's funny that you mentioned the Star Trek shows that you know uh, you think of when you first think of Star Trek because 
you know, I have a lot of friends that were really big into OG Star Trek, and I thought OG Star Trek was, you know, was okay. You know, uh, I'm I'm not a, uh, you know, we've had this discussion. I'm not one to hark on nostalgia, um, but I like a, when they take a, an old IP and put a, a twist on it that's engaging and it's respectful of the old, uh, the old show, but it's also doing it sort of new thing and the problem that i had a lot was they always tried to uh, it always felt like the uh, there was a lot of innovation going on on the newer shows Wh- whether they were better or not you know is, all, is always up up to discussion but the thing that well, well i think we're dealing with two different things here so so we're dealing with like all the people who are trying to make you know reboots and mm-hmm. the, ba- the balancing between like a reboot and and uh like an update or a new show. And, you know, I know that Star Trek has like two universes, right? They've got like the Kelvin timeline and the, and the regular timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've mm-hmm. probably got some others that I'm not aware of, but um, basically it's like, it, it really is a balancing act between, uh, between like what you're saying. It's like being respectful to the, to the material and, uh, and, and not just kind of like, only giving people a reboot. I do like that you've got the movie universe, right? And then you've mm-hmm. got the TV universe, which they're keeping, as far as I know, I believe they're keeping it in the same kind of timeline slash universe as the older shows. That's um, Yeah, that's, that's the feeling. So that's the fun thing is with Discovery, it takes place um, in the time of, I, I, I want to say uh, OG Star Trek, um, uh, oh wait! What am I saying? Uh, I think I th- actually I can't remember. It's it's been so long. This is the problem. It's been so long since I've seen the show. I think it's literally been a year, uh, or not a year, but like beginning of the year is when this the season wrapped up. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. You're telling me it's been a while too. And and so I can't quite remember. I but I think it's 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 more in line with uh in being in between OG Star Trek and Next Generation Star Trek. You know? Um. So there's that aspect of it, like you were sort of yeah, talking about. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the things that I heard about that kind of uh, threw some people off about the previous show, uh, Enterprise, was you had a show that w- that took place, um, I-, I think, before, like it was a prequel to even the original series. And mm-hmm. that's that's super difficult to do when you're talking about something that is 50 years later, right? And the technology has changed and you're going to have ships that look so much more advanced, uh, so much more futuristic than the old, you know, enterprise, original enterprise models and things like that. I think that it's, I think that it's also made a lot more difficult because uh, Star Trek itself is a very kind of shiny utopian future kind of thing and and everything has this particular look i think it works we're like you know we, i hate to do the star trek and star wars argument but i think it worked a little better with star wars at least with these most recent films because that universe is just kind of like it's kind of gritty and it's yeah. kind of dirty and you can kind of futz the uh the 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 look of things by basically just kind of covering him in this, in this the same kind of layer of of <laughs> I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for but basically that not, same like kind it's, of it's that, basically just grittiness right like it, there's yeah. like a grittiness to it 
and the thing is, and w especially when you can use the same, you know, you're using the same ships or you're using updated versions of the same models. So uh, for the most part, I think that's worked out. I don't think it really worked with the prequels because that was all CGI, but that's, that's a, a topic in and of itself. Yeah. But um, I think that was the second part that I was alluding to earlier that makes it a little difficult, uh, makes, would make it a little difficult for these guys. Um, but I'm actually looking forward to um, sometime soon uh, actually checking out Discovery. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 again, uh, so I just pulled it up just so I can make sure I was right on this. So just to give you an idea of what the pricing was, it's five ninety nine a month um, for CBS All Access with limited commercials. So that means you still get, com you know, and and obviously, you know, teach is on their opinion about how they feel about limited commercials in general. But if you wanted to get a full commercial free, um, which to be fair. Um, you do with CBS all access, you do get access to the live feed of CBS as well, although it's free. So I don't know why I would pay for that, but, um, for commercial free and also too, you can't obviously get rid of commercials on the live feed, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's, it's still $9.99 a month. So that would have been $9.99 a month for one show, which is kind of a hard ask, especially for something that you know, was a new IP that everybody pretty much had doubts about, right? Because let's be honest, um, in the age of, you know, reboots and pseudo reboots, which we'll get into this a little bit more here in a moment, um, it's hard to, to voluntarily spend money on something that you don't know if you can trust or not. Well, and that's just it. You know, it, it, it it's that, it's that classic situation of, what is your money worth to you, right? Um, exactly. You know, there's there's so many instances where where people argue. You, know, you have you have one side that's like, how you know how do I uh, how do I justify spending the money on this? And the other side is like, well, it's worth it to me, right? And there's mm -hmm. so many instances. I mean, one of the most recent ones is like the whole the thing with with Nintendo uh, setting up their you know st starting payment for their online service. That's an example. Everybody had gotten it for free for a while, and then it's like is this worth it for me to pay for it? Same kind of thing here. If this, like, it, this is also the argument that I used to have with Hulu because I would pay for Hulu and I would get commercials. Mm. And my, my, you know, my, my ape brain was basically like, why get ads when paying for thing? You know, but, but um, how much stuff was I watching and how much do I pay for cable? And, you know, you know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's a, it's a situation that, just, I mean, this kind of thing pops up in, in, in just everywhere. Like, like how much is something, how much is something worth to you? Um, you know, how much are you willing to pay for that item that has no real monetary value, but has a huge amount of collector value, uh, you know, it, yeah. it could go on and on. Yeah. But, but, but that's it. But that's the point, right? Is there has to be enough meat on the bones to want to bring you in to even give it a shot. But yep. That takes me to the uh, oh before we uh, we get done with that the one thing I did want to point out the reason we bring it up is uh, you know um, with it being fall that means new shows are going to be coming out so uh, Star Trek Discovery isn't back yet but they are going to start uh, doing what they're calling uh, their mini webisodes uh, and, and basically these are going to be stories that for anyone who isn't familiar with you know, many webisodes for shows like these. Um, they're stories that 
you know, are, are definitely part of the universe and therefore can be part of the retcon, you know, but they are not ones that are, um, necessarily enhancing the, the, the plot and storylines necessarily, you know, they're usually ones that give you a deeper idea of how the universe is and, and character development in a different way. But, um, yeah, it's uh they they're gonna start uh, October fourth, and they're gonna be monthly. And again, because they're not the shows are gonna be back for so long. The fourth of October, eighth of November, sixth of December, and third of January um, are gonna be the individual dates of episodes. So um, for anyone who's interested in seeing the show without necessarily wanting to sign up for CBS All Access, this actually might be a pretty decent way to um at least see what the show's all about i will say obviously you're probably gonna be uh ruining a little bit of the you know uh, not plot because it's not gonna be anything involved with that but you you know if you don't like any sort of spoilers obviously i would avoid that sort of thing but if you are interested you're not and you're willing to take a risk i, re- I honestly do recommend checking it out because uh, more people need to know this, know about this show because I do not want it canceled. Uh, yeah, and, exactly. And, so, and it's a it's a good way to be introduced to the characters. Um, oh, absolutely. It, look, it looks like from what I've been from what I've been reading about this, but it's um, you know, it's also one of those things where it's kind of like uh, um. Are you the type of person who likes to be introduced to the characters as they go in the show? I think it's a fantastic idea, especially for people uh, who, um, who who watch the show. Look, if we all sit down and think about how a TV show is made and how much work goes into it and how much time it takes and, you know, all the other stuff that actors are doing and, you know, just all the little bits that go into making making something like this, you you, you start to understand why there are long breaks. Sometimes you don't understand why Absolutely. they're as long as they are, yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, but the, you know, when you have shows that have these long breaks in between, uh, to, to be able to get something like this is always a boon. I mean, like one of the shows that, that is notorious for this uh, is Steven universe and Steven universe, you know, it, 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 it'll end on these, it'll be this this amazing show and it'll end on these plot on these uh, cliffhangers. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it'll just be like, okay, big cliffhanger. Now we'll, the show will be back. We don't know when, Mm -hmm. and what they used to do is they used to do these like little web, um, web-based um, shorts, like these little tiny little like like five-minute like little songs or little little uh, little um, uh, you know, mini-sodes, so to speak, with like a different art style. They used to do something like that, and that was really really uh, nice for fans of the show. Same kind of, th- I think it's the same kind of thing here. If you're a fan of the show, at least it gives you something to hold on to, and to just kind of be like, okay, well, at least I got a little bit of my fix. Yeah, it, it's it, gonna it, be a while it, before I can have the next one. But. <laughs> It sort of hits the reset button for you, right? Like it's you know yeah. you have to wait still, but at the same time to just get in the taste. Like and I and I will say this. I'm not one to watch repeat episodes of shows very often. Uh that's mm-hmm. not to say I won't watch them ever, but the show either has to be th- that particular episode has to be either um really really good or it's sort of background noise if that makes sense right um yeah yeah absolutely but even getting like a a five to 15 minute mini episode is enough new content for my brain to go oh look at us we got a new episode i'm happy 
and I can survive for however long I need to, you know? So, um, I think it's really cool that they're doing this. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they produce because, and I will say this, it makes sense that it, that there is going to be such time between seasons considering there are shows that it doesn't really take much to put into production and they can sort of pump them out when they need to like kind of, uh, and not to be disrespectful to the show, you could like it or not. Uh, but shows like the big bang theory, you know, there isn't a lot of change in production that is necessary, right? It's just, Hey, everybody just needs a break. We'll come back when our breaks over. But for shows like, like like this show or even game of thrones right there's so much that goes into production this isn't a show you're just going to be cranking out an episode each week and well it's it's not the same thing as a sitcom right like a sitcom has a set it's a Mm -hmm. it's a set stage right unless they have to like take it down and you know break it down and put it back up uh you know after every season in any a sitcom or something like that something that takes that something slice of life sort of like big bang theory is an example that you used I mean, you know, it's got like four set pieces and they're all basically, Mm -hmm. they're all super easy, but you know, I brought up Steven Universe earlier. It's animation. Any of these animated shows, I think Gravity Falls had the same issues. Any of these animated shows, I mean, animation is a lot of work. It takes a long time, right? So, so, um, and the same thing, same kind of thing here. You've got a big, you know, a big sci-fi, you know, drama action, uh, show with a bunch of set pieces and special effects and you know all this kind of stuff and uh, this is the kind of place where I expect that sort of uh, that that sort of delay to happen and mm-hmm. you know um, and the delay you just kind of have to figure out it's like what is your what is the level of delay that you can stand and yeah. hey if for those people who can't who don't have a very high level of delay that they can stand boom minisodes. <laughs> Yeah. And to be fair too, if I remembering right, I believe there was, you know, the typical first season, the second season, uh, pain points that you get, which is you don't know if you're going to have the same group, you know, coming in and you, you know, maybe they're scheduling issues because a lot of people, they don't put all their eggs in one basket for a show like this, right? Like they go, okay, I want to be back, but if it doesn't fall through, I can't cancel other work, you know? Oh, well, uh, plus you have, plus you have to deal with the fact that a lot of these shows don't know if they're going to have another season. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. they'll, they'll finish a season and they'll be like, well, are we going to start recording the next one? And they're just like, yeah, we haven't actually gotten the okay yet. So I have, I have watched shows religiously in the past where it runs for three or four seasons and it's got the same cast and it's got this ongoing story. And then they basically, you get to the fifth season and like three of the main characters are gone. They have to write them out. Community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Community is a, is a popular example that that happened. And, and they ended up going to Yahoo, which is like, no, like, yeah, Yahoo picked them up. And I think nowadays that's when Netflix picks up a show like that or maybe Hulu. But the problem is, is, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, but this that. has happened. This has happened forever too, right? So it's like, oh, absolutely. I mean, you can go back years. It it's, happened it's in the nineties. It happened in the nineties with Babylon Five. It happened in oh, the uh-huh. in the eighties with uh, what was that called? One Day at a Time, I think, was a sitcom. And like one yeah. of the one of the actresses uh, just was so hopped up on cocaine all the time that they had to fire her, and she was one of the main characters. Oh, <laughs> the you 80s. know, yeah. Well, well, I mean, hell, but, e- even uh, like Ten Rules of Dating My Daughter, John Ritter passed. And they had this really popular show, 
and mm-hmm. they didn't want to cancel it, and so they moved on. Hell, even now we have it where Roseanne, she loses her shit, and they decided, well, okay, this show still is popular, although why it's popular is a whole nother story. But they go, this, <laughs> this show still is popular, we want to keep doing it, so they're going to bring it back sans Roseanne and call it The Counters. So, yeah. you know, it's... And and I think with this show, I think they even had it where they lost their showrunner. Um, so, yeah. and you know that's and that's huge for a a show like this. A showrunner can make or break a whole your whole experience. So, you know, I, I I'm gonna be patient because I just want it to be. I want it to stay. I don't yeah. want it to go away. Don't uh, because the nice thing I the feeling I got from this show is it had a very it had a very Battlestar Galactica feel in a good way, right? Uh, where the the production value was so high, the acting quality was so high, and the story was so engaging that you wanted to see more of it, you know. Um, and when I, it's it's very rare to get that, and I don't want it to be canceled. You know, even 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 having not seen it, this is a. This is a show that I have history with, or not a show, but this is a series that I have history with. This is a series that that has a lot of great, just has a great place in 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 pop culture, right? And, Absolutely, and in, and in fiction. And I really like, even if I never watched this show, I would want to see it have a seven, eight, nine year run, mm-hmm. like like Next Generation had, like like uh, uh, Deep Space Nine had. I want to see this series continue to succeed. Um, it's had its ups, it's had its downs, um, but it's still going, you know, 50 years, 50, more than 50 years later. Yeah. And that's, that's a testament to the power of the, of, of the, the universe that Gene Roddenberry created, the characters that, that he and Rick Berman and all these guys have, have created the stories that they've created, the world that they've created, great world building. I mean, that's where it is. It's why so many people love uh, love uh, Harry Potter. I mean, absolutely. Harry Potter. Harry Potter has absolutely nothing original in it, but it's great world building, yeah. right? Um, you know, Game of Thrones. I mean, just you name it. You name it. You you have yeah. a great you have a great universe for people to escape into, and this is this is a big example. Exactly. Um, but again, we were talking about why. CBS All Access would be more intriguing. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh. So this came out um, a f- maybe a week or two ago, but they are going to be uh, rebooting another. And I, I don't know if this if this technically is a reboot, but because of the the, the format, but they're going to be rebooting uh, another one of their IPs, which is the Twilight Zone. Yes, and it's going to be hosted by one Jordan Bell. Uh, for those of you not who don't know who Jordan Bell is, uh, or Jordan Peele. Wow. Jordan, Peele. Jordan, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Bell is a basketball player. Uh, 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 Jordan Peele uh, is who I'm referencing. And Jordan Peele is from the infamous duo of Key and Peele and also won uh, award-winning movie. Yes. Uh, Academy Award winner, Jordan Peele. Exactly. I should say his, I should say his proper name. Yes, that's it's 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 like it's like the American version of of Sir, you know. So, exactly. <laughs> this is all we, this is all we got here is trophies. Uh, cuz that sounds exactly like America. They get you get to be a knight in the UK here, win a fucking trophy and that's how we'll defer, refer to you. That's uh, right. As long as, as long as it's not a participation trophy, we'll be good. <laughs> exactly. But it's from the movie Get Out. Uh, and if yeah. you haven't seen Get Out, 
out, you need to get out and watch that movie because that movie's fucking amazing. Um, but nonetheless, uh, again, this is another show that if you're going to make me pay for CBS All Access, this is a good way of doing it. And this is something that I was alluding to earlier. I mean, here, look, they've the Twilight Zone is, in my opinion, the greatest TV show that is ever the original with Rod Serling, one mm-hmm. of the greatest. It is the greatest TV show that has ever been on, in my opinion. Um, I have so many memories of of sitting, you know, as a kid sitting down and watching Twilight Zone marathons on Channel Five in Los Angeles every Fourth of July, just watching as many as I possibly could. I own like all the episodes on DVD. It is a fantastic show. They've tried to reboot it a number of times to varying degrees of success. And by varying, I mean from not successful at all to pretty much not successful at all. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I never really paid enough attention to figure out why that is. I have a lot of hope for this because, well, for no reason other than with Get Out, Jordan Peele, uh, I mean, Jordan Peele was a great comedian, was, is a great comedian yeah. um, and a great, and, and he's shown his, 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 uh, his directing, his, his filmmaking chops. And he, I believe he's like producing this, uh, this series and, and he's going to be the narrator. He's basically taking the Serling uh, yeah. spot. And um, one of the things I've noticed in recent years, which has made me super happy is you got a lot of, a lot of folks out there that are kind of known for one thing and then do something else as kind of another project and are super good at it. Peel has shown that he can do that already. Absolutely. And so I'm actively looking forward to seeing what he, what he can do with this. I mean, you know, great example of that, the, that is the, the, the recent cosmos uh, series with, uh, oh, yeah. with Neil deGrasse Tyson that was produced by the guy who makes family guy, uh, Seth McFarlane. Yeah. McFarlane. I, I mean, this is a guy who basically like, that guy does literally everything. <laughs> he does he does everything, but what people know him for is pee pee caca humor. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And and he went off and made this superb new vision and version of one of the greatest documentary series of all time. And and I don't I don't know what this new show is going to be like, but I have great hopes for it. Well, and that and so I I kind of have two things I want to sort of uh, splinter off to. The first thing is um, I was one of those people, again, I don't hark on nostalgia, but I really enjoyed the Twilight Zone. Um, when I was younger, my mom and dad got divorced. The guy my dad, my mom, my, wow, the guy my dad was dating, the guy my mom was dating um, was really in the Twilight Zone. And I had watched some of it on my own, but he had the, you know, not necessarily the whole collection, but a, a large substantial portion of it. And so like, you know, if it was a random Saturday afternoon and there's not shit on TV, we just watched the Twilight Zone. And I got to appreciate it even more because there was episodes I hadn't seen. Because a lot of times what happens when they show reruns is they show the same reruns, right? Because they don't want to pay for the rights for different episodes, especially for a show that old. Um, but, you know, the one thing I'm I'm hoping, and I don't know to what extent this is going to happen, is I want Jordan Peele to be involved in some part of the creation process outside of just solely narration and host of the show. I think he has a lot to bring to the table, and if you're only using him in that in that avenue, you're desperately going to be uh, misusing an asset that you have. 
I mean, I, I literally want him to be the new Ron Serling. I, I, I would love to see him get in there and write, get in there mm-hmm. and direct, get in there and, and, and narr- you know, narrate. We know he's doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, don't just, you know, um, I don't know, just use your talents, man. And, and exactly. he's got a lot of them. He's got a lot exactly. of them. Exactly. Well, and so now that brings me to my second point. Uh, we've talked about a few different shows about uh, dealing with this issue, but I'm, I, this is something that I've, I've sort of just thought about as we've been discussing here, and it's something I've been thinking about. This is happening a lot. We're seeing a lot of reboots as of late. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, and a lot of bringing back shows that, uh, that necessarily aren't reboots. I'm just going to name off five things. That have come back that were dead, um, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm gonna count Star Trek because you know they were they. It seemed like they were very focused on the movie universe, and the show came out of nowhere, right? Um, then you got Twilight Zone. We talked about Roseanne. You got fucking uh, um, uh, Last Man Standing with with Tim Allen. For some goddamn reason, is back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I heard about that. And, and then, uh, fucking Murphy Brown again, a CBS show. It's almost like CBS is like, hey, all the old people are dead. We should oh, bring God. back the this shows. One I was not, this one I didn't know about. Are they bringing yeah. back? Can, are they bringing back uh, same people or can? Yes, literally <laughs> the the whole fucking cast is coming back plus a young person, and it's just like, uh, and it's just like. <sighs> Like, I don't understand. Like, here's the thing. There are... CBS has, for a long time, been out in front when it comes to uh, being a leader in ratings on TV. Uh, They don't necessarily have uh, every category cinched up when it comes to, you know, your big four, your NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox. Um... Uh, NBC does pretty pretty well for for themselves, and ABC they they're they're kind of they're they're good at what they want to do right. Um, but as of late, all these networks are sort of shaking things up right. Like they they want to they want to do something different. You see this every once in a while. Uh, hell, you even have we're at a point now we have shows just flipping networks right. Like fucking. Uh, American Idol, which was a Fox show, is now fucking ABC. Uh, fucking mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine Nine, which was on Fox and was canceled, was mercifully mercifully saved by NBC. And it's just like, and and don't get me wrong, I don't, you know, in those instances, if you think that a show is good enough to stand on its own, is just it, it just wasn't being fostered well enough. To, uh, then yeah, by all means, take that product and 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 do something with it. I mean, that's technically what happened with Last Man Standing too. It got canceled on ABC, and and I remember there was a big fallout for that because Last Man Standing was getting pretty good ratings. A lot of people said, "Oh, it got canceled because it was conservative and yada yada." But I think for what ABC was doing, they didn't have a lot uh, of they didn't have anywhere to put the show. It didn't fit into their lineup. And it's easy to say, well, they probably put a shittier show in. Yeah. The show they replaced it with was fucking modern family, which let's be honest. Uh, modern family is a far superior show than last man standing and the numbers say it, but nonetheless, um, there's a lot of this rehashing of old ideas and 
I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just me, but I, I, it kind of upsets me a little bit because I think that, especially with the way that the internet is nowadays, there's a lot of talent that is out there and there's a lot of talent that you can have access to, but it feels like they're just going, hey, I don't know what to do. Let me go call my old buddy and see what we can do to bring this back. Is yeah, that I just can- me? No, no, I, I, I totally get you, and I agree. Uh, I agree with you. I think, I don't know. I'm of mixed mind on this because the, I don't know why it's exactly happening. I think it's a combination of things. Number one, mm-hmm. um, number one is basically that in the, you know, the first forty years of television, uh, forty fifty years of television were basically creating, you know, creating something from nothing. And they, mm-hmm. they, there wasn't anything for them to kind of work from other than, you know, general genres and finding good writers and, you know, and, and, and creating fiction, right? Or nonfiction in some cases. Um, and then, and now you've got this, you've got this, this, this law, this big backlog of, of all these TV shows and the networks say, okay, what was popular? Let's give people more of that because it'll probably be popular again. Cross your fingers. The other thing is that I think it's it reeks a little bit of desperation in a lot of cases because yes. there's so much more competition now with streaming, mm-hmm. especially with streaming. I mean, it was like you you had your networks at first, and then cable came in, and it was and that was a big issue. That was a big thing for the networks, but cable kind of kind of latched onto specialty. Th- shows and movies right so the networks could still keep their their tv shows in the you know in the in the 80s 90s uh, early 2000s and then but now uh, i mean you know you got netflix out there just just making these some incredible shows some not so much but they're yeah. really they're they're really knocking it out of the park amazon prime's got their own stuff so everybody's doing their own stuff so i think it really reeks of desperation where they're just like oh my god everybody is off watching you know, show X on Netflix and it's super popular. Um, we've got to get, we got to get some of those eyes over here. Um, you know, let's, let's do a remake of, of Mr. Ed. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Let, Which I don't we, see them not doing. Like you probably oh, gave somebody not. an idea by saying like, Oh shit, people they'll want just, Mr. Ed. Let's do they'll it. They'll just CGI the horse. <laughs> exactly. Because PETA wouldn't allow for that nowadays. But. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it's just, um, I, I see, you know, I see it so much the other thing is what do you hear about right mm-hmm. in the in, i always hear people complain especially about movies movies it's all of all the movies are just superheroes and remakes and sequels superheroes mm-hmm. and remakes and sequels super there's a lot of movies out there that are like all the movies that we remember you know growing up that our parents remember and so on and so forth there's a lot of movies that are out there still being made it's just they're not the the nobody's hearing about them. They're, they're going into theaters and they're, and they're, you know, they're doing their two week run and then they're going to, and, and and I I assume that a lot of them are really great, great films. I don't get a chance to see a lot of movies uh, these days because I have a young child, but, um, but you know, how much of, how much are we missing? I guess there's hundreds, there's like 800 channels, 900 channels on cable Mm -hmm. at at least at this point. And how much are we missing? I mean, me personally, I'm the kind of guy who used to watch just the educational channels. Then they stopped being educational. Yeah. yeah. Because TLC, when TLC stopped being the learning channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get well, it. you know, and when, when History Channel became the, the, the channel about 
you know, Pawn Stars or whatever. <laughs> and when Animal Planet became the channel about about you know, uh, backwoods guys who wrestle alligators. I don't even know, but yeah. you know, I used to watch them for, or, 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 you know, ancient aliens, that kind of stuff. But that, that kind of, that actually kind of drove me, drove me away, but it drew a lot more people than it drove away. A lot of people came in. That's why reality shows are so popular. So I don't, I don't know. I think it's just a lot. There's a lot more competition. There's a lot more people out there trying to get eyes on their shows. And so do I blame them? Yeah, a little bit. But not it, not to the point where I can be too terribly upset because I, I I almost feel bad for them just grasping at those straws. Yeah. Well, and the one thing I, I the one thing I will say too is I feel like the problem with most networks is they don't figure out their identity and who their market is. And so they try to like, especially the big four, right? A lot of times oh, yeah. they try to appeal to everyone. And when you appeal to everyone, you'll appeal to no one when it comes to television, right? I mean, nobody, the same, you don't go to like, let's think about like your pay channels, right? Nobody watches, uh, like everybody watches HBO for the same slew of of shows, right? And and if you're watching it for shows, it, it's nobody's going there expecting wholesome content when you have shit like Westworld and Game of Thrones, right? Like you know, right. there's gonna be some adult themed content, some grittiness, some sexual content in some shape or form. And if you're not into that, you don't go there. But that's that's the niche that. HBO has fostered and to their benefit, I will say. Um, and, and again, going back to last man standing, that's sort of what happened with them as well is they got rid of that show, not because it was bad, but because they go, look, we, we want to appeal to a certain audience. Look, they they want to appeal to audiences that liked the bachelor and, uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy. The, mm-hmm. the the people who watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Grey's Anatomy are not watching Last Man Standing. It's just not happening. But they no. will watch Modern Family. So it's when you figure out what identity you want to have, that's when that's what you should do is go find new content and that fulfills that category. And usually you will be paid off. There's we I think we talked about it um Last year, uh, it was shows that got canceled and, you know, even, you know, the end of the last TV season, we talked about shows that got canceled and shows that got renewed and all that stuff. But the big thing is, um, if you don't have shows that fit into the content that you're already showing, then it's really hard for it to get people to come to your channel for that one show, right? So, um, and this is why you have, you know, uh, back in the day when Seinfeld was on Thursday nights, it was with friends, right? Because, I mean, yeah, you may not watch both, but the likelihood that you watch both was much higher because they were very comparable shows. The ex- the example that I always go to nowadays is the CW, right? Oh, the C- absolutely. The, the CW knows, like, they have picked an audience. That audience is people who want to see supermodels playing teenagers in superhero shows. <laughs> yep. That's, that's their yep. audience. It's like, if you, I, it's, I, it's, I tried it's to... It's a channel I, to see pretty people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I w- tried to watch, uh, uh, what was it, The Flash, I think. And I'm just like, this is actually a really good show. 
but it distracts me that all these people are teenage supermodels. I know, right? It's, it's, but, it's, it's very distracting. But that's their shtick. And it's like, hey, man, more power to you. That's for the audience that you're looking for. And yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. That's the kind of thing that I think that, that people need to just kind of just just kind of knuckle down and figure out what they, what, what they, what they want to show. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, again, I think CBS all access has giving, has given people a better reason to sort of pick it up. Problem is, I don't know when those shows are coming and, and, oh, there was another benefit. Uh, if you like to watch, um, what's that show they have with like the people in the house? Um, God damn it, I can't what, think of Big Brother? Show. Big Brother, yeah. Uh, if you want to watch the all-access, behind-the-scenes version of Big Brother, where, like, literally they had the 24-7 feed for Big Brother, uh, you get it with all-access. So, if you're into that, eh, there you go. You got another reason. But uh, I think I'm going to be going there more for the uh, Discovery and uh, Twilight content myself. I, so. I, will, I will give them my... Five to ten dollars a month for Discovery and for Twilight Zone once Twilight Zone is out. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably not going to pay attention to anything else, but you know, yeah, that's me. That's, pro- that's probably how that's going to work for me as well. Uh, but yeah, so enough of that. Um, the next thing we want to talk about, we're going to sort of switch gears here um, and we're going to go into video games. So uh, this happened, what, this week? Last end of last week? Last, I, I, last I, week, I believe, yeah. I think I think uh, I'm. Either way, um, uh, video game studio Telltale, um, which if you're not familiar with them, uh, Telltale Studios was a, a a video game company that made sort of um, choose your own adventure style games. You know, um, yeah, they're, they're games. They're called graphic adventures. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're an they're an older style of game uh, that kind of re- resurged in popularity because of this company. Yeah, and but they did it in a very interesting manner, and and with content that was a, a definitely more adult themed. So uh, one of the first ones they did was with the IP for The Walking Dead, um, and just to give you an idea of how that game would work. So let's say um, uh, you know you're playing the game, and if and if you're familiar with The Walking Dead, you know it's post-apocalyptic world where zombies are taking over and yada yada yada. So let's say you are um, uh, you know walking through an area, and then you happen upon somebody, and you and you say freeze, and they look at you, and you got them pinned in, and like they don't look, they look harmless, you know. You just go, okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm just gonna let you go, and you let that person go. Well, that they might go and get friends that come back and try to rob you. Maybe one person in your party dies, you know? So, you know, but maybe you kill them and nothing happens because, you know, you took out a threat. And But maybe you kill them and that's when the party comes after them. You don't really know until you play through. But, you know, like, it it, it brings a lot of, it, or it, it, it presents a lot of consequences to uh, uh, your gameplay, which in this day and age where a lot of stuff is so linear or if there is a story at all, it was really nice. Um, but regardless, it was a lot of of choices, a lot of non-linearity and, and a lot of, a lot of good storytelling. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that's why people love telltale, uh, so much was the stories you would get, uh, which all were, um, for the most part, um, 
original content was so engaging and you really cared for the characters in the story. Um, and so it, that's what kept bringing you back. Um, well, well, the thing about the thing about Telltale is everything that they did, uh, to my knowledge, everything that they did was licensed, but all the actual stories were original. So, like the the, the content was original, but they were all licensed IPs. Yeah, which is how they got the audience for the other content. But mm-hmm. they did have one, which was the Wolf Among Us. I don't think that was licensed. Um, Sorry, you, which I, which one was it? The Wolf Among Us. That was a license, yeah. That, oh, it was? was? A, it was from a comic book. It's a comic book called Legends. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it was licensed. And I think, well, we'll get to, well, we'll just keep going to the story. So, the problem is, um, they had been having uh, financial troubles. Uh, they laid off a lot of employees uh, about a year ago. Um, and it basically came, all came to a head where, uh, they basically just shut down the entire studio, um, sans maybe, uh, a crew of, I think the article says they leaving behind a crew, a skeleton crew of 25 people to finish off work on a final project. Yeah. Um, They have, they, they released everything in episodes, right? So they would have like five sections of the game that were released over a period of of time Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. they were i think they were contractually obligated to finish um at least the next episode hopefully the rest of the current series that they're working on but at least the next episode if it's just the next episode that's going to be kind of terrible because it'll just leave everything unresolved but i mean what can you do when you've got something that went from 275 people to 25 yeah and 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 them losing their jobs isn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem is how they lost their jobs. Uh, essentially, uh, which by well, we'll get into the culture there. But essentially, what happened was uh, they got every they brought everybody in, told them that they all were being let go. Um, they had security there and were told they weren't allowed to get their things and they had to leave immediately. Yeah. They had like 15 um, or 20 minutes of, of like to, to get out of the building. Yeah. And uh, they received no severance whatsoever. And basically they were, I would say they were given a handshake, but I don't think they even got that to be fair. No, they were so. given no, no severance. One that they, their, their uh, health insurance ran out in one week. And there were like this was so out of the blue that they had people that had traveled from other countries to come work for them a week before as new hires. Yeah, that was the most fucked up part, in my opinion. Um, it sucks because, like, you know, and and they when you're hiring employees and they aren't there for a week and they're being let let uh, laid off. There's some mismanagement going on, but they picked the, up for, their entire lives. Their entire think about this. You're you're somebody out of out of Europe or Asia or whatever. I mean, people come out here for these jobs. They'll they'll you know whether whether it's a it's a long term visa or not. They come out. Their entire lives are uprooted with this expectation that they'll at least have a year's worth of gainful employment, and then you know maybe they can get something else. But to come out. Do all that stuff, pack up all their stuff, make all the logistics, all the logistics for that kind of move. I know. Bring right? their families out. And then just like that. 
and and to and to also emphasize how out of the blue this had to be um there were reports that days later there were still um employment uh uh, wrecks out for openings at Telltale Games. Yeah. So you know, I think it was just, and from from what I understood, um, looking at a, a, a number of sources, the, what I think happened here was um, Telltale had some investors that w- they were dependent upon at this point, who were backing a lot of the content that they were producing, that essentially backed out. Um, they they at, reached at the a, point at a last minute. They reached that point that no company of of really of any size but especially of a small to medium size wants to reach where where they reach the point where they were dependent upon one single investor yeah they were dependent on the money from one investor and that dependence was we get the money or we die (laughs) and to 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 have uh, people in that position and there's a lot of there, you read into this. There's a lot of history behind all this kind of stuff. We can get into that, but um, yeah, it's it's that seems to be where it, where it came from is that they basically had this one angel investor and they just pulled out. Yeah, and you know, and and to be fair, I can sort of agree with. I well, I can't agree not to work. I can sort of understand being put into that position where they essentially weren't expecting you know that to happen and then you just have to shutter shutter the doors but good god it uh it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth uh but i will say this the one bright side from this is the industry has rallied around those guys and uh there was a huge push to essentially help people who were fired um find another job at another studio uh it to the point where uh hashtag telltale jobs was trending on twitter and basically what was happening was studios gaming studios who had openings simply would just tweet out information and use hashtag telltale jobs so that all those people who have been fired had a central location to go to to find work Um, this this is one of the things about the games industry too is that the games industry is not a very from everything I've heard, it's not a particular, it's not an easy, certainly, um, no. and very frequently not a very uh, 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 nice place to work. People, this is an industry in which people really are working for the love of what they do rather than pretty much anything else. But something yeah. that I've noticed for, in, in the industry in general, this happens a lot, especially with high profile um uh, studio closures, you will get this, get this happening a lot. And the more kind of devastating the closure, the more the industry will, will kind of, uh, will rally around them. I, I think this happened with, uh, with, um, a gazillion, a couple, like a year ago when, uh, the guys who made Marvel heroes, like they just mm-hmm. had to shut down. And so a lot of the, a lot of the folks out there, I mean, there were just people who everybody knows each other. Everybody networks. That's yeah. That's how it works, right? Yeah. So everybody just basically was like, "Hey, if you got an opening, I got some friends. If you've, you know, we've got an opening. Hey, come interview with us, and so on and so forth." And they're really good about that. Uh, in my uh, in my experience, I mean, not my personal experience, but I know people who work in the industry. Yeah. And uh, this was such a huge, huge one that I'm. It's it's you know it, it's. 
always heartwarming to see this, but especially with a particularly uh, wrenching one like this. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, I sort of alluded to it, but there apparently, you know, when you get to a point where, again, you have a single investor backing you, you can imagine that the culture there wasn't the best. Uh, There were stories about, um, you know, having to uh, work, you know, until 3 a.m., having... uh, I'm I'm trying to remember. There was a quote uh, that somebody because obviously a, after the fact, a lot of stories are coming out about you know people's experiences. And and, and don't quote me on this, but I think there was a story of um, of on one of the leading developers' um, doors, uh, like to his office, he had something was that said it's not about how long do how much time do you have to make a good game it's about how good of a game you can make with the time that you have and for people who are passionate about what they do that's so demoralizing to say hey don't worry about taking your time to make this be the product you want it to be just worry about getting something out so that way uh, we meet our deadline, you know. Well, that, that, I mean, that this is a great example of Telltale. You know, people, everybody's looking back on this with with their twenty twenty hindsight, and they're mm-hmm. looking at problems that Telltale had, not just the ones that are being reported now, but problems that were pretty much well known. I mean, they're looking at problems like for a long time they had a a, a CEO or a head of the studio that, um, that what I don't know that, that just. There were issues with let's let's just put it that way. I don't yeah. I don't know the details, so I don't want to I don't want to cast aspersions. But um, but it's also one of those situations where you have an environment like that, and you're not going to make good games. Here's the thing about Telltale: they had the talent, they they had the ability, but something mm-hmm. was going on there where they had basically two games two well I, I should say between two and four but really two big games that were super good and super successful the walking dead season one and the wolf among us yeah. those two were gems absolute masterpieces but telltale made a lot of games and they made them all in the same vein and some of them like the, they they had a, a game of thrones game they had a jurassic park game panned apparently terrible um, they had a Minecraft game, which was apparently not very good. Then they had, uh, you know, a, a Borderlands game, which apparently was pretty good, not as good as those other two that I mentioned. But where we run into a problem here is they make a lot of games. They may or may not do a particularly good job, mostly not. But when they do a good job, they do a really good one. But the problem is the really good one's the only one that's making them any money. And when you got one yeah. game out of 30 that's making you any money, then therein lies the fir- therein lies the continuing issue. Yeah. So, again, this is a, you know, it's a sad story because, yeah, you know, there are even people and there was at one point they said they had gotten an, uh, a funding, enough funding to um, to produce the last episode of 
The Walking Dead because that that game series was actually wrapping up, uh, which is why it sort of hit people a little hard. Uh, what was that? The story was almost concluded, you know. Uh, yeah, for for listeners who aren't familiar, they they release them in seasons, and each season I believe is five episodes and each episode four, is yeah, like yeah four or like five an, yeah four or five and each episode is an individual little kind of a packaged game that is part of the overarching story for that season i think this is season three and they had finished one episode out of four or five and they yeah. were working on the second which is why there was the concern over um are they going to shut it down after doing the second episode which leaves you half a story not told or are they going to be able to finish this season? So uh, it sounds like you're saying that they did get funding for the rest of the season. Well, so that's, so this is what happened. They said, you know, we think we might be able to get enough to finish the rest of the season, but Mm. it got to the point where fans did what you normally don't expect fans to do. They started out crying saying, look, we don't want the rest of the season if you're not going to pay those people who you let go. There are people who are literally begging and pleading with them. Look, I enjoy playing this game so much that I want those people to be treated properly. And I'd rather you pay them for their the severance that they should have gotten and not have the, a finished game, yeah. which, uh, I... which, which says something, I think. Yeah, I totally, I, I totally uh, respect that. I totally back that up. So you know, it. I mean, time will tell if if anything will happen. Because obviously, when it comes to invest, you know, any sort of investors, they might not give them the money because oh, well, if we're not gonna make any money off of this, well, screw it, we just won't do it. But you know, it's in this day and age when you know companies are coming and going, and you know. It, you know, it seems like you literally can blink and a company is gone. You know, uh, yeah. I think I think it's I do like that the greed and 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 again, I don't think this was a greed thing. I think this was a survival thing, right? I think this was like, look, nobody's gonna have a job if we don't do don't do anything. Um, so I yeah, think yeah. you know, but at the same time, to to see fans actually be respectful of the content creators to the point where they're saying, look, and, and again, this isn't all the people, but there are enough people who were loud enough to say, no, I don't want the game. If it means you're not going to pay the people who make it, that's, that's very respectful in my opinion. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and this is, this is, and Telltale was a pretty, it was a widely known name in the industry. I mean, this kind of, this came out of the blue for a lot of people. Um, yeah. You know, it was, you know, if you turn around and somebody says like, okay, you know, Interplay went went bankrupt. Well, that's expected. They haven't really done anything in like, t- you know, 15 years and so on and so forth. But if, you know, you turn around and say Telltale, which you're always hearing about, mm-hmm. pro- partially because they're always releasing these episodes. But, you know, it sounds like a successful game because it's in the media. It's on the Steam pages, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's out there. So when some, when, when I, that, that morning when I saw like Telltale closed... I was just like, you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a triple A studio, but they were a big indie studio. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, we'll see what, I I, I wish nothing but the best for all the, the former telltale, even current telltale employees, because I mean, they're going to need jobs too, but hopefully, um, you know, everybody's able to recover because they're in San Rafael, which is, it might as well be the Bay Area. And God knows out here, uh, 
losing your job at the drop of a dime uh, when you're not expecting it. It's one thing if they had been talking about it and it just happened, but this isn't how that went down. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully they're able to, you know, recover. I wish all uh, the best luck to them and I hope they all find uh, find their their place. And I look forward to seeing what the people from Telltale create at other studios because they'll just, they'll be, that's I think be there'll the be nothing, part. yeah, I think there'll be nothing but a boon for, for somebody else. I agree. Um, all right. So we're actually about to hit, we're about to hit or just over an hour mark here. So <laughs> we should wrap things up. Uh, but I will say this. I do, I do want to talk about one last thing. Uh, across the country, voter registration is happening. Uh, and I want to be honest. I honestly don't care if you're Republican, if you're Democrat, if you're independent, if you're socialist, if you're green, blue, I don't really care. Uh, if you are a, a legal American citizen, uh, and I think permanent residence this applies to you too. But if you are able to register to vote, for the love of God, do so. Uh, I look, people. I'm not gonna go into my spiel about it about why you should. Um, I think this past election cycle and a half, we've seen uh, how important a few votes. Yeah. We've uh, seen too many cases recently, especially in recent years, where it comes down to a couple hundred or even just a couple votes. So, yeah. So, at, in almost every state, if not all of them, there is still time to register. So, mm-hmm. please go out and do so. You know, do your, do your, I don't want to say do your civic duty. That sounds kind of corny, but honestly, it's so important. Uh, with, with the political climate that we're in, it's so mm-hmm. important for everybody to get out there, do their part. The polls open early. They close moderately late, but there should be enough time. A lot of employers will let you have a little time to go do absentee uh, ballots. Do oh, absentee yeah, do ballots. I, 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 for since I've since I've been legally allowed to vote, I've only gone to vote in uh, an actual my actual voting center twice, and that's because I registered to vote through absentee too late. So you make life easy on yourself, and but just vote. Um, and what I'm going to do is this, I'm going to post a link on the show page to, uh, various forms of information that will show you how and where to register to vote, but also too, I'm going to be tweeting out, uh, I got to gather some data, but I'm going to be tweeting out some various sites where you can look up what you're voting on. A lot of people don't like to vote because they said, I feel educated or I don't feel like I'm confident enough. I want to know what I'm voting for before I do. I'm going to try to get that for you guys. Okay. Because I want people to understand, because look, let's be honest. There are certain things that, uh, the way that they verbal that they verbalize it is to deceive you, right? Um, so uh, I want you to feel like you're not going to be hurting your cause by voting the wrong way. So I'm going to try to get that content for you guys too. But but regardless, it doesn't matter. If, look, even if you register to vote and you don't get that information, you don't have to vote. But at least get yourself in the position that if you feel like you gathered enough information, you have an opinion on how you want to do it, you have the opportunity to do it. Because look. We talk about Trump and Russia all the time, but if this was Russia, your shit literally wouldn't count for anything. So uh, (laughs) let's actually use the right to vote that we all have. Uh, Again, if you are legally allowed to do so in the United States. But regardless, um, 
let's let's do it, guys. Uh, I think I think we can all agree that uh, no matter what side you're on, Republican, Democrat, that we can do better. And the only way we're going to do better is if we get the people in that we want to be there. Absolutely. So, there we go. Uh, but again, um, I'm going to post that everywhere. And I, and again, I'm going to give you all the spiel. You got Instagram, Twitter at that one pod. Email is pod that at, at gmail.com. Uh, find a show page at shows dot pippa p i p p a dot i o slash that one podcast and my main man mark go ahead and, and give your your uh information out as well if you don't mind so i'm just gonna repeat what i did uh what i talked about earlier i have a i have a twitch uh channel which is uh pretty bare bones right now but uh, i'm working on it um i didn't cover this earlier but i mostly play uh kind of kind of chill i mostly do kind of chill streams just kind of relaxation streams i do a lot of kind of tycoon games you know management stuff like that uh, the kind of stuff that some people don't like to play but they might like to watch so that will be at twitch.tv slash tycoonatic that's the word tycoon with an a-t-i-c on the end and um yeah that's basically all i've got to say for right now if i've got any other uh sort of uh social media maybe i'll uh maybe i'll share it on the page or share it in a later podcast if uh yeah if marvin decides to have me back <laughs> yeah of course and uh and and shoot me the links to stuff so that way i make sure i don't screw it up too even though i think i got it all yeah so. you got it you got it yeah cool all right well everybody thanks again hope you uh enjoyed the show sorry that it took so long but we're gonna be mixing things up a little bit because i mean we got work life stuff going on here so uh we're gonna try to make sure we get content out to you guys as we can but in the meantime as always Be nice to one another. Bye. Be excellent. Bye, everyone.